Good news from home, Frank? Your neighborhood's still restricted? My neighborhood is not restricted. It's a Catholic right across the street. I've got to leave them something in case I get killed. Frank, the only way you're going to get killed is if you operate on yourself. Now, there's a good stock for you, Frank. Allied incoming casualties. I'll go soak your head. That'll teach you to ad-lib with the master. You're writing a letter to your wife, Frank? Is there anything in there about you-know-who, who used to be your you-know-what? Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077 podcast. I'm your host, Kenny, and joining me today are my good buddies, Al. Hello, everybody. How are you? And Meds. That gentleman. Today, we're going to be discussing Hot Lips and Empty Arms. It's from Season 2. It's Episode 14. It's the 38th episode overall. It was directed by Jackie Cooper, written by Linda Bloodworth and Mary Kay Place. Production code is K414, and the original air date was December 15th, 1973. Mail for you, Colonel Blake. Momentito. Mm-hmm. Uh, radar, tell the cook not to handle the food for the next few days. The flu again? Yeah. Every time he goes to town, he gets the flu. Now, the plot summary for this episode deals with a fed-up hot lips who is very, very upset with her aimless affair with Frank Burns and the lack of discipline and professionalism at the 4077th. So what does she do? Margaret requests a transfer. The night before she's scheduled to leave, she becomes very, very drunk and says what she really thinks of some of her comrades, that she really likes them deep down and realizes that she should stay. You might at least try to get an accurate lap sponge count. Get up on the wrong side of the war this morning, Major? I counted ten, ma'am. There's only nine here. There's none in the patient. Frank's not finished yet. It's on the floor. Next time, try to hit the bucket. We might have had to go back in on that patient. Let's get ready to close. Let me have a sponge there. All right. Get ready to suit your scissors. Suit your scissors. You know better than that. Wipe those off first. Sorry, Okay, close him up. Where's that four silk suture I asked for? They're on the way, Major. When you come on duty, you check the supplies. You understand? There's no excuse for running out of anything. I have an announcement. One more stupidity and every nurse goes on report. And I'd like to make an announcement. Major Houlihan and I are getting married, right, Sugar? What? That's outrageous. We are not. Then go ahead and have the baby alone. Is it a boy or a girl? Give us a chance. We just met. Oh. Okay, guest stars on this episode. Uh, the wonderful Adisa Cleveland returns as Lieutenant Ginger Bayless. And we have Sheila Lordson, who plays Nurse Watson. Sheila appears in eight episodes of MASH and one episode of Starsky and Hutch. And that is all. <laughs> and Kelly Nakahara reprises her role as Lieutenant Kelly Yamato. I married the Army. And what have I got to show for it? Rotten living conditions, no social life, surrounded by insolent doctors and nurses who don't give me an ounce of respect. Darling, it's only the people who know you that don't give you any respect. And that's because you hide all your goodness. I have nothing. Nothing! Well, am I nothing, Margaret? 
Your government issue, Frank. You came with my mess kit and my khaki girdle. So much for Frank Burns. And after you're home, I'll only be a smile on your face your wife won't understand. Margaret, you're serving your country in the most noble way a woman can. In the finest tradition of nursing. You have your commission. The war can't last forever, Frank. They'll declare peace. And then where will I be? There'll always be another war. All right, guys. Who wants to start with this one? Why don't uh, Al... Why don't you start? Okay. I like this episode. I thought it was fun. Um, there was um, there was a lot of that uh, you, we get to see how Margaret really feels type thing and the admiration that they all feel. Uh, we also get to see Margaret drunk. And if there's, you know, next to Henry being drunk, I think uh, Loretta Swit doing her drunk thing is just phenomenal. She does such a wonderful job. So, where did that leave me? I turned to that no-lip, chalk-skinned, sniveling wife lover. Frank Burns. Yes. Did either of you ever kiss Frank? Not me. How about you? I was hoping maybe this New Year's Eve. I probably shouldn't be telling you this. But Frank Burns is a lipless wonder. Come on now, down the hatch. Oh. Ow! What was that? Load of B1. Get you on your feet again. And I didn't get you anything. And it's <laughs> so... It's just so effortless. What? <laughs> I think hot lips drunk. I think it's getting uh, meds all worked up there. <laughs> uh, I, I liked it. Um, I like how I think this is where we begin to see, you know, Margaret's relationship with Frank kind of sour. Mm-hmm. Do you want a slug, Frank? This does not become you, Margaret. Oh, what becomes me, Frank? Hanging around delousing tents? Meeting in laundry trucks. And it leads into, you know, the later seasons when she's fed up with him totally and just really sees Frank for what he really is. Um, one thing that I didn't care for was seeing Radar out of, you know, the Radar character again, where he's sitting there drinking and smoking a cigar. I just, I really don't like seeing that. That's not Radar. Mm. Anytime we see Radar do stuff like that, it just, it just sours my stomach a little bit. I just don't like it. Um, uh, there were a few continuity errors that we may, you know, want to talk about later. But um, after watching it so many times, you know, and this is one of those episodes that I think I can watch more than once. Um, it, you begin to pick up things like that. But uh, overall, I just uh, I, I liked it. I I like how uh, Henry is ordering porn and puts <laughs> Radar's name on it. It's like <laughs> uh, read that back, Radar. Oh yes, sir. <clears throat> Tabasco Film Company, Box 245, Havana, Cuba. Dear sirs, thank you for your recent shipment. I would like to order some additional film from your catalog. Number 467, Paulina Paris and her Pelican. Also, number 216, Francine Laflame and her tassels in the air. Sir, do you think that they could get anything with Flash Gordon? Well, maybe next time, Radar. Read on, will you? 
Oh, yes, sir. Uh, in close, please find a check for $29.95 to cover the cost of films, postage, and handling. <clears throat> please send as soon as possible. Uh, sincerely yours. Oh, uh, 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 just uh, sign your name again, Radar. Well, you know, I mean, it might not look too good if I, uh, well, you know, just sign your name. Yes, sir. Oh, poor Raider. So he's going to get back home and, you know, he's not going to be able to get anything because he's got all these nasty things on his record. <laughs> from. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I like the episode. Cool. How about you, Meds? Yeah, yeah time here. Um, great to see some female writers. Uh, in- oh, yeah. First time. Just, yeah. A, a couple yeah, of big names, too. Yeah, big mm. names. Yeah, and they, they do really well. And you, you can tell that it's very much a, a feminine, strong uh, episode, oh, yeah. this is. Um, the reason why I laughed earlier on is because I can't tolerate uh, drunk scenes really? in, uh, in programs. Yeah. Uh, I think McLean Stevenson pulls it off pretty well in a comedy style. But uh, I, I just don't. I just don't buy it on this one, really. Um, a little bit, but then it's just because two hours. Because, you know, the, the person, well, let's face it, like uh, Richard E. Grant, with now and I, the guy's a teetotaler, yet he plays drunk exceptionally well. Nicolas Cage, leaving Las Vegas, exceptionally well. This isn't. This is comedy, comedy drunk, you know. Um, but I can I can forgive that, you know. I can, I can push it aside because... It is a lovely episode. I slightly disagree with the way the plot summary is here, where she, where it says that Margaret ends up telling everyone what she really thinks. She doesn't really, you know, because she kind of like she says a little bit, but you know, I was kind of expecting a bit more openness from her, and you, and you don't really get that, but you get enough to sort of like, as you say, this is like the starting of of the change in Margaret. Really, uh, this is the kind of the more humanitarian version of her starts to come out. So I think this is more the, 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 the chink in his armor where she starts to come out more. I love the fact that she, you know, she turns her back on Frank, calls him ferret face, which is always, you know, pretty good. Because um, he, he's, he's, he's just using her and she starts to see that. Um, and I like her conversation with, I say we'll talk about that in the Beyond the Scenes, but I like her conversation with Henry. That is a really lovely scene. I, I really do like that. Um, but my, my favourite my favourite bit is right at the very end it's the very last line that you hear uh, is Hawkeye and it's not it's not it's off camera as well and it's Hawkeye turning around and saying to Frank how do you talk so well with no lips watch it Trap he's got a scalpel in his sock uh, I do not how do you, do you talk mean? so well with no lips I love that oh, yeah. line that was <laughs> yeah. so good um, but yeah I mean it's a, it's a good episode it's a, it's a nice strong remote episode um, yeah yeah you know good one Okay, Meds. I have a quick question. Now, you you obviously have a uh, you know, medical influence in your family because yeah. your wife's a nurse, right? Mm-hmm. This when Hawkeye gives her the shot of vitamin B one to sober her up. Does that really work? Uh, yeah, uh, I think it's actually called something else. It's a different solution, but yeah, it does. It puts more sugar back into your blood levels. Uh, I believe. Um, as I say, I, I think that is true. Yeah, Kenny, you might want to keep that in mind. nice nice uh anyways uh, i actually really enjoyed this episode um i disagree with meds about uh loretta smith's acting oh so do i i I mean this episode she shined i mean it was one of my most favorites of her episodes Uh, i love when they give her a more prominent role and bigger you know bigger scenes and she pretty much you know was the entire episode 
And her being drunk for most of it was fantastic. I thought she oh, had, I know. it was hilarious. It was funny. I love the way how she because yeah, I mean you got to really know because you know when you when you drink a little bit you you let your inhibitions down a little bit and you see the more real you. And so I thought is, we this, got a, to see is this a confession coming? <laughs> are you going to get to hear a story? Here? I don't know what you guys are talking about. I'm talking about this episode. <laughs> <laughs> and we get to you get to really see the real Hulahan, and she she is sweet, and she's hard nosed sometimes, and she can be mean, and but I think deep down she cares about all these people, and she cares about what they think of her, you know. But yeah, but overall, I mean, I really enjoyed this episode. I uh, I liked it. I can't really contribute more than what you guys already had mentioned. Uh, it was a very simple episode. It was just pretty much her deciding that she wants to leave. And honestly, I don't remember hearing her ever say she wanted to stay. No, I don't think she actually came out and said it. She never no. says it because I, I kept waiting at the end when she was sobering up and she's in the, you know, talking to the guys, and I just don't remember her ever saying that she wanted to stay, but obviously she does because I think it's, it's, I mean, think about what you just said there, Kenny. I mean, the the, the episode which is a, a lot later on in the in the um, the series of Mash in which. Um, she opens her heart up to the nurses when she turns around and says, oh, uh, "I like that episode no, too." Yeah, yeah, you know, when did you ever invite for me for a coffee? When did you ever yeah. want to talk to me? That that is when she pulled. That's when you go, "Yeah, this is." And that was heartbreaking episode. It's meaningful, yeah. and she really does act really well in that because it's more of a serious lay you lying down kind of thing. And this, and and you know, as you said earlier on, um, you know, when you have a few drinks, your inhibitions slightly go, and you do say things that you know normally you slightly withhold from saying. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. understand that, but when she says it without any alcohol, and she says it purely from the heart, then it's more meaningful, and of then course, it's more yeah, powerful. it has yeah more. Yeah, and, I agree. And, yeah. I totally agree. And with, with this one, I just I just don't. But that's again, I'm not not nothing against her uh, in acting in, to a certain degree because at the beginning of the episode, when she's you know, and it's all in facial movements where she's just reading the letter, and you can tell straight away something's happened. And ultimately, when you when you actually understand what the letter is, you know, has a you know has she has some really seriously bad news? Has something affected her? No, it's about one of her friends who has actually yeah. done really well in life. That's yeah. so shallow. That's it, uh, definitely, yeah. especially when she says, "You know, I could have had that. I could have had this." Yeah, it's it's totally you know, she shallow. She had a chance with him. Would you like to tell me about your Trisha Spalding? We were in training together. She married a doctor I turned down. And now she has a beautiful home with a swimming pool, two adorable children, two-car garage. Oh, Frank, it all could have been mine. That could have been me. That house must have run 40,000. 45? I'd have loved him if I'd have known. You know, she said, you know, if I knew he would have money, I would have loved him or I could have loved him. And I was like, okay, that's not good. Yeah, no. I, I agree with the way they presented it was shallow. But really, I mean, wh- who of us has never really looked back on our lives and said, you know, well, the guys I went to high school with, they're lawyers and they're doctors, and and look at what I'm doing. Yeah. I could have had more. I mean, I I agree yeah, but with you. You, you don't you don't get so upset by it that you you kind of take it. I mean, I you know I know loads of people that are you know have been to school and. Virtually quite a few of my friends are in high profile jobs, and I certainly don't look at them thinking, you know, oh, that could have been me. Yeah, to a certain degree, if I'd knuckled out at school, then, but I certainly wouldn't go around having to go at anybody and getting drunk about it, you know. And I certainly well, don't look about yeah. um, I think, people I just think like, she's, she's very unhappy with the, the way her life turned out. I mean, yeah. you know, she's, she has no man in her life other than someone who's married. 
you know, she's and, and all the army. and all the generals that she slept with. Let's not forget well, about that. Well, Come on, she'll sleep with anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's had a good go at getting the high rank, isn't she? Six months away from this snake pit, and I'll be a colonel. I know a lot of generals, you know, Frank. I know you know them, Margaret. And a few lieutenant colonels, and one pretty nifty warrant officer who used to be a masseur. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, it was, it's, it's a good episode. We all we all agree I, it's I a liked good episode. It, yeah. And it's a good episode because we're talking so passionately about it and having different views on it, which that's is you know, true. It, that's that what's true. always good about it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Even though you're wrong. Cue <laughs> <laughs> shower. No. Yeah. There, there, there's no right answers and there's no wrong answers. They're just yeah. Al's answers. <laughs> Colonel Blakin. Well, you're a big busy right now. Come to attention. Get to your feet. Put that cigar out. Get rid of that magazine. Yes, sir. It's ma'am. Men are sirs. Women are ma'ams. I'm a woman. I'm a man. Yes, sir. Ma'am. Uh, ma'am, sir? Where is Colonel Bubblehead? Uh, he gave orders not to be disturbed. He already is disturbed. Excuse me. Out of my way, Corporal. Major, he's watching a uh, training film, and it's pretty rough in their uh, bodies and everything. Since when do bodies bother me? All right, let's move on to behind the scenes. First up, we have when Hawkeye and Trapper are trying to sober up Margaret by giving her a cold shower, you can see that Trapper's shoulder and the front of his t-shirt are wet, presumably from previous takes. Mm-hmm. I must yeah, admit, I, I, that too. I only noticed it when I read when I read our pre-script when I was watching yes. the episode. I must admit, yeah. I didn't because you know you could put that down to that she's been hugging people left, right, and centre, couldn't you? But it did yeah, seem more true. obvious right. after reading it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Linda Bloodworth and Mary Kay Place received an Emmy nomination for Outstanding Writing in a Comedy Series. That's crazy. They've been getting these past three episodes we talked about. They've been getting Emmy nominations for right. For writing and Linda or Bloodworth. For yeah, and Linda Bloodworth went on to marry some guy named Thomas because she came. She became Linda Bloodworth Thomas and went on to do a lot in yeah. the uh, television world. Lots and lots. Yeah. So lots the, great were these two writing partners? Were they? Yes, they're writing partners. Yeah. 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 Excellent. Okay. Uh, when Margaret and Colonel Blake are having a drink in the office, Margaret makes a comment that Hen reminds her of her father before he died. Now, she was obviously drunk and not entirely aware of the fact, but of course, in later seasons, Margaret makes other references to her father, and in season nine, in the episode of Father's Day, her father comes to visit. Now, I, I put this kind of like down, I think basically it is a writing mistake, it's a bit of a continuity oh, yeah. error. of course. But I suppose if you if you want to kind of like, you know, if you want to fix these little things, um, Margaret had had a very you know, uh, not a great relationship with the father. She spent all of her career and all of her life trying to um, really be somebody she's not uh, yeah. in his eyes. And maybe this is a reference, I just, as, as again, as we said earlier you have a drink, your inhibitions go, that maybe her father is actually dead to her uh, uh, because she spent so many, so much time, you know, trying to, trying to um, do something Please right him. in his eyes, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's pretty deep. <laughs> but, deep I mean, it's, though, yeah. It? It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, stock footage can be seen in this episode. It involves the bottle of AB blood breaking when it hits the floor from episode 27, Radar's Report. Yeah, it does stuck, stick out as well, doesn't it? That does. Yeah. It does, yeah. Well, especially since no one, like, no one does anything about it. It falls, it breaks. <laughs> yeah. 
and she goes crazy, and I'm like, okay, someone gonna pick it up or wipe it away, or that's bad. It's a union thing. It's a union yeah. thing. Yeah. Hospitals will be sterile. You don't have broken bottles of blood on the floor. But ain't my job, man. I ain't picking that up. Oh no, no. <laughs> Uh, and this, uh, as we discussed earlier, this episode marks the first time that Margaret begins to evaluate her relationship with Frank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was the first of five episodes written or co-written by Linda Bloodworth. Very cool. Colonel, I want a transfer. No transfers are issued until the camp comes to a full stop. And watch your step getting off. And these two are at the top of my list. Hey, we finished first and second. They've totally destroyed my authority with the nursing staff. They have made a mockery of my majority. What do you know? We're major mockers. Simmer down, Pierce. That's an order. Oh, an order? Why don't you stop masquerading as a commanding officer? You're nothing but a spineless, mealy-mouthed, fly-fishing imposter. He's not an imposter. Right, he's a genuine spineless, mealy-mouthed, fly-fisher. <laughs> Pierce, you're the limit. Oh, that's right. Go ahead, laugh. Oh, 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 come on, Major. You know what they say. A laugh turneth away wrath. Who says that? I never heard anybody say that. Colonel, I am requesting that you officially and formally approve my transfer. Look, I am glad this has come up. Now, I want you two guys to straighten up and fly right. I want you to accord Major Houlihan the courtesy and respect accordable to someone who has achieved her high rank and sex. I am not looking for a truce with these two shower tent peekers. Boy, you're peeking to one shower and you're labeled for life. You really want to leave us? I really have to. Uh, Here's radar. the transfer paper, sir. Thank you. Oh. Here you go. In case you have any second thoughts, we'll keep mum about this. Right, group? Right. Right. Whatever was, of course, has been. But uh, we are family, Margaret. Attention, all personnel. Effective immediately, Major Margaret Houlihan is leaving the 4077th. There will be wine with dinner with ice cream and chocolate sauce. Well, there are families and there are families. All right, guys, it's trivia time. Oh, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh. yeah Med just ignores me now. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh meds why don't we start off with you uh, we're gonna again we're gonna do the uh scene and then there'll be questions associated with that scene and the scene is radar wants to earn his high school diploma via correspondence course you remember that episode um all right first question what was the name of the school and where was it located Oh, I have no idea. I don't know. I've slept since then. <laughs> Absolutely it's no the, idea. It's the AAA Diploma Company of Delavan, Indiana. Oh, no way. <laughs> All right, uh, Al, let's see if you can do better. <laughs> Radar was asked a question about the significance of the dates 1776 and 1492. What was his answers? He added the two numbers up. That was his answer. Uh, yes, 3,268. He added them both <laughs> up. Very good, Al. Wow, you are on a roll. 
Yes, I am. <laughs> uh, and then my question is, did he pass the test? And I guess in theory he did, because they, you know, yeah. I can't, that's the next answer. So, yes. So the answer is yes, he did pass the test. Kind of. And then our, <laughs> our question for our listeners, who tested him? Can I just say, hold on a minute, before we carry on here. The, 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 the choice of questions, that, did he pass the test as a question? Yes, <laughs> compared to what was the name of the school? <laughs> I can't help where these questions are. are oh, I'm yes, them in you order can. here. Uh, I'm oh, reading them in order. Somebody is stacking the deck. <laughs> <laughs> no, there are four questions. I asked Ned's the first one, Al the second one, and you the fifth I got one. the third one, <laughs> the third one, and the fourth one is our listeners. <laughs> so our listener question is: Who tested radar? Uh, go ahead and email your answers to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. Major Margon Hulahat reporting for duty, sir. Oh, boy. Drunk as a skunk. She's tanked. A fine time to make a drinking debut. Where are the casualties, sir? Now, just hold your horses. They're not even here yet. Well, then, let's go get them, sir. I'll drive. <laughs> Major, Major dear, you're drunk. Oh, I'm not so thick as you're drunk I am. <laughs> uh, you better go to your tent, Major. I can't operate in my tent. <laughs> you're doing okay so far. <laughs> oh, go salute yourself. <laughs> hey, 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 guys. Now, come on, you better get her out of here. Sober up. We're going to need her tonight. Why us? Well, because there, because there are a lot of people around here that might enjoy seeing this kid on a record. And we wouldn't. Oh, come on now. I think you guys are in a different league. Besides, I'm ordering you to do it. Please. <laughs> he said the magic word. Where are we going? Oh, never you mind. All right, you can find MASH 4077 Podcast all over the internet. You can find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash MASH 4077 Podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter. And we're at MASH 4077 Podcast. And you can follow the hosts at Twitter. I am at... Geeky Fanboy. And you can follow me at Hawkeye Mets. And I am at Tales Podcast. And our website is www.mash4077podcast.com. We also have a blog. You can find that at www.mash4077podcast.blogspot.com. And uh, our email address for all our correspondence, including the trivia questions, is mash4077podcast at gmail.com. And our terrific MASH online store can be found at www.zazzle.com forward slash MASH 4077 podcast. Also, if you could please leave us reviews at iTunes. We love getting reviews. We love hearing from our listeners. And it also throws us into charts and just brings more notoriety to our podcast. So we'd appreciate it if you'd go over to iTunes, type in MASH 4077 podcast and leave us a five-star review. All right, so that is going to do it for this episode, Hot Lips and Empty Arms from Season 2, Episode 14. I think we all agree that we enjoyed it. Some of us liked uh, Loretta Switt's performance a little bit more than others. But uh, overall, it was, a, it was a fun episode. Yeah. Yes, cool. I agree. I like it. Cool. Well, I'm Kenny. I'm Simon. And you can call me Shirley. <laughs> we'll be seeing you. Hi, kids. Mind if we join you? Margaret. Uh, Margaret. Tell you how much last night meant to me. I just want to know that you're not playing games. He means it. I saw him carving your name on a patient. What? 
All those years I wasted taking showers by myself. Now, hold on! Watch it, Trap. He's got a scalpel in his sock. Uh, I do not. How do what you, do you talk mean? so well with no lips? That's uh, right. Ben you have What do you listen to that? <laughs> Terrific, isn't it, sir? Yeah, it's nice having the children all together again. On September 22, 2004, Oceanic Flight 815 left Sydney, Australia, bound for Los Angeles and crashed on a remote and mysterious island somewhere in the South Pacific. The survivors quickly realized this was no ordinary island. The groundbreaking Emmy Award-winning drama Lost ran on ABC television from September 22, 2004 to May 23, 2010, and remains to this day one of the greatest television series of all time. Relive every moment of this amazing series as we reopen the hatch and take you deep inside each episode of this epic series. My name is Joyce. And I'm Al. And on our show, Lost Flight 815, We'll cover each episode of this immensely popular series in a unique way. We'll watch the show as we record and share our thoughts and lost facts while you listen to the episode with us. So tune in to the Lost 815 podcast and visit us on the web at www.lostflight815.com and relive one of the greatest shows of all time. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at LostFlight815. That was a scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. Hey there, MASH fans, this is Meds. Now, as you know, both myself, Al and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and mine is called Waffle On Podcast, and we talk about classic television programs and films from around the world. So if you think that's your cup of tea, or cup of coffee, whichever you like, then come over to iTunes and type in Waffle On Podcast. Or, of course, you can go to our main site, which is at Podbean. So just type in waffleon.podbean.com. We would be honoured if you join us. It's been called the best sci-fi fandom documentary since Trekkies. Four stars, says Brian Orndorff of DVDTalk.com. Costuming, gaming, comics, collecting, and everything else in between. If you're a fanboy, 
you've gotta see Peg Wars. The geeks shall inherit the earth. Well, there's still the stereotype out there that we're a bunch of geeks who live in our parents' basements. 35-year-old living in the mom's basement, yes. Uh, that's the typical stereotype. I'm in my mid-30s and I still read comics and I tell people that I read comics and they look at me sideways. You know, I don't volunteer that I played D&D because, you know, people do sometimes look at you like, hmm. Today I'm dressed up as a Jedi Knight. Jedi Knights are the uh, guardians of peace and justice and uh, in a time like this I think we need uh, more of them. A lot of us are geeks who live in our parents' basements, but, you know, we're harmless. We don't walk around with uh, propellers on top of our hats. It's not really anything to be ashamed about. Yes, I make lightsabers in my basement. I don't care who knows. We do it because we like it, not as much as because somebody else likes it. If they want to have fun, dress up as a Klingon, why not, you know? You may think I'm a geek or a loser, but I'm having fun at it. It's what makes me happy, and, I, you know, I, I could be spending my money on crack. Ordinary, common, average, run-of-the-mill, these are synonyms for, for normal. Who the hell wants to be average? I know that I'm a loser, I know that I'm a geek, but it makes me happy. <laughs> Headwarmers. Headwarmers, the geek shall inherit the earth. Now available on DVD at www.headwarmers.tv. MASH 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved. Written by Lyndon... Written by Linda Bloodworth, Mary... Presumably... Presumably... God, that's a hard word.